0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Matty D makes his triumphant return to the podcast. We break down the week that was the second full week of the Major League Baseball season We go through the hot and cold teams of the week, the top players, both the pitchers and fielders. We do a little Phillies talk. We get Matt's thoughts on the 2019 season so far. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podcoin and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Make sure that you tell your friends about it and subscribe. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, ThunderBlogSports, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. It was a ton of fun to record. cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Here we go. And we are live! Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by ThunderblogSports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, PodCoin, a new platform that hosts us. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. And a drumroll, please. Returning... After his world tour, is my man Matty D. How are you, my friends?
1: Well, I mean, this is like one of those great air er- like times of the year for sports right now. You know, Oh, yeah, you got everything going on. You know, we just had the Masters, obviously. If, if you know if you're a- alive and watch sports, you know that baseball, basketball, hockey. We got the draft coming up for football. Heck, there's Kentucky Derby commercials on TV. Oh, you yeah. really've got pretty much everything going on. And it it makes it fun because almost every night of the week, there's something to tune into right now. And that's, yeah, right. And we, and you get a little bit of a lull, very end of basketball, um, which there wasn't a ton of intrigue in particular at the top. Most, most of the seating was already done for the playoffs. You know, I know the tournament was on and that was really the NCAA tournament was really exciting, but, but this is every single night now. Um, and this continues for a good amount of time. And then we get that lull, you know, in the middle of the summer. But this is, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah.
0: It, it, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the only thing we're missing are live football games, but we get the draft and we get all the build up to it of who's right. going to go who, you know, this guy or that guy. You or went out first. for the AAF,
1: you know? So. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. I mean, the AAF, right. RIP. Um, you got the XFL, though. We still got another, we still got another hope for live football. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully the Carolina Hurricanes stay away from that league. Um, but, Matt, you've been on your world tour. First of all, we need to actually congratulate you. Greg and I just keep referring to it and congratulating you on the shows, but congratulations on your engagement. Oh, I'm you. the air to you, and I've said it a billion times in person. <laughs> but you went on your world tour. You've come back to see our Phillies. What have your thoughts been? We're now two and a half weeks into the season. What have you thought so far of the 2019 baseball season?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, as a Philadelphia fan, I'll speak, I'll, I'll, I'll specifically, my first statement will be related to there. It's nice to have a buzz again at the stadium. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, oh. it's not that we watched, we we tuned in, we followed last couple of years, but th- this is the first time in a while there's been that real, real buzz over the last, you know, at the, this early in the season. Um, I think in general, baseball, they've gotten off to a, a decent start um, similar trends as of last year a lot of strikeouts a lot of home runs early um every team has hope you know uh, for the most part unless you're the Marlins <laughs> very true but i i think um, i think overall i think it's a i think it's a good start as they in terms of like if I was sitting in the commissioner's chair you're still battling hockey and ba- and base basketball and all these other sports i think it's a good start um for baseball yeah and the nice um, thing is' was- <laughs>
0: been stories that are kind of easy for people to follow and you can just hear like oh did that guy get a hit in, re- in reference to chris davis or right. like christian yelich hidden three home runs there's well then a lot of multiple home run games yep. uh, the red sox and the yankees starting the season now fi- under 500 which we know is going to get fixed but that adds intrigue because you know uh-huh. more teams stay engaged raise watch 2019 absolutely on by the way i'm sure we'll jump into that in a right. minute but yeah i think i think you're probably right rob manfred is probably happy with where everything is. I mean, he's still battling the the long, the long fight to make baseball short and not, you know, cut out all the, uh, you know, the fat in terms of in terms of the length. But I think he's got to be happy at least with what what they're getting on television.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, and you know what I mean. Uh, we were at the game last night. We were the, we had, so if you didn't know, me and me and uh, Jordy and our good friend Joe and my, my fiance Mel went down to the Phillies game last night. Super cold game against the Mets. Good matchup. Thor versus Noah, um, but I mean, we even commented it, it was. A, I know it was extra innings, but it. it but all of a sudden, it was one of the. At like, one point, we looked up and I was like, "Wow, it's only the fourth inning." Um, and, yeah, I've, I've right?
0: been the comment before, and it happened again last night. the The Sixers game started at eight. The Phillies game started at seven, and the Sixers game was over by the time. The ninth inning ended. I, I mean, granted, say,
1: right. Not even, but if the Phillies, had, if the Phillies
0: had had scored, I think it would have ended around the same time if it hadn't gone extra innings. But I've been to games where it's only the seventh inning. Last year, it happened with I think game three that the Sixers host or game five, right? Uh, whenever they closed out my, it was, yeah, it was when they closed Miami out last year in the first yeah. round because I had plans to go meet Third and Girl at Xfinity and it didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing I mean, the intentional walk rule certainly helps with with lowering time, and it's really intriguing to see just. A wave at it because you see it all the time with Phillies fans are starting to see it more with Bryce Harper and sometimes Mikel Anko, right. but you see it now with you know various different power hitters. But when there's a lot of walks and guys aren't finding the zone, and if it's a night like last night where it's just cold, windy, it's hard to track the ball, hard to squeeze it. Yeah, I think that affects it, and I don't know. And we, you know, this is the sort of the same thing we ran into last year where it stayed cold deep into April. And you get these sort of fake springs that Pennsylvania has certainly become infamous for with with us in our various games on the golf course. But (laughs) I I don't know if that's affecting it. I mean, the the opening night game that I went to the first weekend, the first six innings took two and a half hours and the last three took 45 minutes. And it's because Jake Arrieta and I forget who was pitching for the Braves couldn't find the zone. There was 13 walks between the two of them. And then there was a number of one, two, three innings. So I don't. I mean, you obviously can't determine a way to, you know, say throw less, you know, throw more strikes, throw less walks without making the strike zone bigger. But which is which would be really dumb. I'm not advocating for that. But you know, I I think. Wait, wait. but it's
1: also. But I, I think. I think. I. I don't mean to cut you off, but I also think part of the reason you see that is because. There's such this, this need, this requirement to throw, get strikeouts. And so you watch a great pitcher throw really difficult trying to strike guys out. Instead of instead of doing what some of the greats did in the day, and I think of the Phillies with Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee, Roy Oswald, they would throw low low in the zone, create, create a ground ball out. Like we don't see they're so obsessed with the strikeout because the analytics say it's a good thing, but they throw so many more pitches and just make a guy, make a hit sometimes, you know? Yeah,
0: no, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, that's normally what Arietta does. And he certainly found, found struggles there, but you right. saw it last night with Noel, you saw it last night with Thor and what they were doing. Um, you know, we'll try, we'll jump more in, into them in a little bit when we get to Philly's talk, mm-hmm. but Matt, let's start with the hot and cold teams of the week. We're going to start in the American league. And you want to start? Or you want me to pick my team? Oh, uh, you, you, you go ahead. All right. So my hot team of the week, I mentioned raise Walk, watch 2019, but we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the Houston Astros who yep. started the season off pretty cold. Um, they played a Oakland and Seattle teams that started the season in Japan. They had a little bit of a leg up on the rest of the American league of, you know, getting an idea of what they were doing, even though they had to travel across the world and, back across the pacific ocean but the astros are are flexing their muscles showing hey don't forget about us the mariners might be looking pretty good right now but we're still the houston astros we still have one of the best teams in baseball one of the best rotations one of the best rosters and they're now first in batting average they're fifth in and er- era in terms of in terms of a staff they're first in whip which as a staff is sub one which is incredible and the the craziest thing about this man is that they're still 20th in major league baseball in terms of runs scored right and when you look at this it's the usual suspects it's Jose Altuve who is leading the way in batting average also leading the way in home runs he had a grand slam the other night one of his seven homers to start with uh and then Verlander just really getting it done. We we talked about it a little bit. A uh, guy that, that goes for a lot of strikeouts. He is thirty at this point, but certainly well worth it with a three point five ERA. Uh, but the rest of that rotation too: Garrett Cole, Colin McHugh. They're looking they're looking pretty solid. And you know, watch out because the Astros, if the Mariners cool off more than they are currently, uh, you know, this could this race might start to to become a blowout pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're certainly correct there. And, uh, well, the Mariners have a hell of an offense right now. Um, but with Trout's injury, he, uh, the Astros seem like they're back on track. I mean, that's the hard part early in, early in the baseball season, too. You look and you're like, wait a second, really? But, like, some of these teams, it's so early. You know, like, as someone just mentioned to me, Aaron Nola, all these great pitchers are struggling, including our own Aaron Nola guy. Um, guard. Right, Syndergaard, uh, right, uh, a couple other guys. So those things tend to – Water tends to find its level, so I wouldn't be too uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about any team at the moment. I'll well say, um, love uh, that, love that, right? Because there's some really good teams at the bottom of the state. I think the Rockies are five and twelve. Yep, you know their offense is not hitting. Is that and I don't want to take any of there from you. Is that is that? But but so I think the Astros are coming back to where we thought they would be. They're still to me, I think the super team, the number one team in. in in the in the al and they have the opportunity to make some potential moves how they can even re-sign their own pitcher dallas keichel at some point if they wanted to exactly um you know if they decide to go down i'm saying they're going to but yeah hell of a pitching staff though you are correct down there too um i'll take the layup because you didn't take it mm-hmm. <laughs> although i do want to give a shout out to the minnesota twins who are back in first in the central but i got to go with your the tampa bay Rays. you're correct 12 yeah. and 4 overall Seven and three in their last 10, plus 38 run differential, which I believe is close. It's the top in the league. Um, now, yeah, I say they're
0: the best in the American League.
1: Right. I'll say they're the hot team. But that being said, huge news is coming out. Yes. Um, Snell, if so you Snell, uh, didn't Snow. know, Blake Snell was the Cy Young winner for the AL last year. He's their ace. He's on the 10 day with a broken toe. Uh, yeah, they're only expecting broke him to it. miss one
0: start. I did a lot yeah. of research on this. He's on my fantasy team. He was my my top keeper because I got him for like $3 last year. So I oh. want to make sure this is fine. But right. yeah, they're only expecting him to miss one start out of this. So hopefully that's okay. With pitchers, are they allowed to retroactively be, be put on the DL or the I IL? Th- I, guess, I, think, called now? I
1: think they are, but I'm not sure. I I, I He might end up getting to two starts because of that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so just de- depending on on what that is and for those not aware, if a player hasn't played in a number of days, they can the team can retroactively say he went on the IL on Sunday instead of today Tuesday when we're recording. Something like that. So a pitcher only pitching every 5 days, in theory you could push it back to the day after his last
1: start. Yeah. And and this yeah. is a team that that does what a normal small ball, small market team has done. They brought in some some players. They've got some guys that they do really like. Um Austin Meadows has been the guy for them. Uh, six oh, home yeah. runs, batting 357, on base, four four three eight. Um, uh, you know, he he's been playing incredible baseball. Um we'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, because there is this is this is a hell of a division, right? With this team sniffing around like the Yankees and the Red Sox, who we expect to get back on track. Although you would expect them to really be able to feed off of the Orioles and the Blue Jays who are not as talented as they once were. So, you know, when it comes to that, the Rays have had a great start and and they have the ability if they're going to beat up on some of those worst teams in the division over and over again, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. And you you hit a lot of nails right on the head. They also have a little bit – they have some vets there. They have Tommy Pham who Mm – Batting two seventy six has seven home or uh, no seven RBIs, uh, two home runs, uh, six homers though from Austin Meadows leading the way. Um, Brendan, Brandon Brandon Low, excuse me, four homers, ten, 10 RBI. They have four, they have three starters who are batting over three hundred, which I think is huge. Like you mentioned, play a lot of small ball, utilizing the stolen base, utilizing doubles, really just finding how to grind out runs. And I mean, they're starting pitching. Outside of Snell, has still been pretty solid. Uh, Tyler Glass now has been outstanding. He's three and zero versus Snell's two and one in wow. three starts versus Snell's two, four. But he's been great. Charlie Morton's been the worst of the regular starters, and his ERA is two point eight one. He's only two and zero in four starts. Um, but yeah, then that they the got guys. They're using their opener strategy like they did last year they're doing it with ryan stanick uh, and he's been he's been pretty solid for him uh he's at three starts and seven total appearances eight innings pitched there matt but yeah this team you know i think Rays watches is on we talked about it a lot in the al east preview that this team could could hang on well and it'll be really exciting to see where they go they play baltimore tonight they start a three-game series through thursday and then they go up to fenway for the weekend so that's going to be really or no they actually host the red sox excuse me but they play the red sox uh twice in within a week of itself so it'll be really really intriguing to see what what the rays do with six games against the red sox and if the red sox decide to turn to turn this thing around and decide to beat up on a division leader
1: yeah no i i definitely i'm with you there and um it's interesting. Let, let's let's do. Oh here here. Uh, Red Sox Yankees, both poor yep. starts. Yep. Who, who? If you if you were better, who's gonna turn? Who's gonna turn it around?
0: I think the Red Sox have, are are vastly superior, or not vastly, vastly have a vastly more greater chance of turning this thing around. Okay. If one team was gonna stay under five hundred, I would. Th- I don't think the Yankees are. I just think the Red Sox are more likely to get back to above 500 baseball quicker than the Yankees are.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Here's what I would say. I, I, I disagree. And I would okay. obviously have no love for the Yankees whatsoever, but uh, objectively they've been ravaged by injuries. That's very uh,
0: true. Greg bird
1: back on the DL good. Since before the, even the season started,
0: that's a really good point actually.
1: Right. Right. So it's going to be a little interesting there. And and they do have a plus ten run differential, which to me shows this is a little bit of an aberration. Um,
0: The expected wins of baseball, the Pythagorean, the Pythagorean equation, meaning that they're in—in other words, their positive run differential means they should have an above five hundred record.
1: Here's what I would say too. I mean, you talk, you look at, you look at, you know, I know, I were hundreds give a hundred games away, right? More more than that, but I'm making a general number, hundred thirty, right? Um, 40 almost. Yeah. If you look around the rest of the AL, there's not a lot of deep divisions. No, but that's the other thing. I mean, you look at the NL, we have a much different picture in the AL. You think about the central twins and the Indians. I mean, everybody else is in rebuild mode. You look at the yeah. West, you know, the Astros, but the Mariners, the only other team there that seems to be in the win now mode. And so there's a lot of op- opportunities still to, to kind of climb back in, you know, and I, it's just, Good teams weather the early struggles and move on. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why, why I had to clarify of the, the, <laughs> all my percentages with vastly. Um, right. Because the Yankees and Red Sox are going to easily get above 500, possibly before the month even ends. Right. Um, in theory, they should. There's still a half a month left to go. Um, yeah, and I mean, Baltimore's three games under 500. Toronto's five games under 500. Um, the one that you that's always pointed out to me by Greg whenever he he talks about the Blue Jays is that neither team travels up to Toronto. Well, so that's one thing that the Blue Jays at least have on those two franchises, but the Blue Jays being ahead of the Red Sox in, I'm not sure why they're listed ahead of them on, when they're both six and 11, maybe yeah. run differential, um, which doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, that's not going to last for too much longer. I, it'll be very intriguing to see where Baltimore goes. Cause they've won only one more game than all three of those teams sitting at six. The Yankees have had a few rainouts here and there, and they've played a few less games. So they have more games in hand. It'll be really, really intriguing to see how they catch up to the Rays and how that all goes. And like I said, they, the Rays are yet to play the Yankees or the Red Sox. And or no, they play the Yankees, but they, they have they are yet to play the Boston Red Sox. And it'll be very, very intriguing how that series goes next week or right. this week.
1: Uh, if you're not doing anything right now, speaking of the Yankees and Red Sox, bottom of the first, you got Chris Sale battling Aaron Judge in a zero zero game.
0: There we go. Uh, up at this Yankee could be,
1: Stadium. So baseball is already on. Yeah. Good.
0: This could be their opportunity to turn it around. And I am going to re clarify myself. The Rays have not played the Yankees. They did play the Astros, though. Okay. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So I flip flop, gotcha. flip flop, but.
1: Yeah, That's you know. on MLB do that? Network since I have it on in front of me here sitting down at the oh, D Street okay. Pub. It's a live, it's a live podcast, Jordy, from from a bar. We're at D Street Pub. Just myself yeah. at the moment, though.
0: From the pub, yeah. You know? It's a local uh, I'll, watering I'll, hole, really. We'll have to do one, do one from there. We should. At, at we should. some point. Yeah. Yep. Uh but yeah, we kind of kind of touched on them for cold teams. Is there anyone else in the AL that you want to shed a light on in terms of a an ice cold team from the past seven days?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, not teams that we think are going to be competitors, uh, yeah. you know, so I think in terms of what we're looking at, I no, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, the only,
0: the only one I, I, you know, you could give an honorable mention to, if, if you would are the Mariners cause they've lost four in a row, but they're true. still looking, they're still looking fine. They still have the most runs scored. They still have the third best batting average, um, pitching's in the middle of the road, but we kind of thought that when we, uh, when we saw this team come into play, um, but yeah, getting getting you know losing to the Indians on you know at home letting Cleveland come in there and take take a game from from you you see the rest of that series getting swept though by the Astros hurts because that's in division opponent you know almost setting up yourself for for a uh, you know right. divisional battle if you will but yeah you know, they had to come they had to come uh, come down from grace soon and right you, know, you just you. For the, how good their offense is, you'd hope that they turn it around from a grand total of seven runs over the course of three games, when they were putting it up seven runs a game during their five, their six game win streak.
1: Yeah, right. No, yeah. I, uh, I, and speaking of the Indians, by the way, watch out. Yeah, Lindor is back. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's a big deal there too. Um, so we'll see. This is a very, 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 very good baseball team. Yes. So don't. Too, if you sleep on the Indians, that's a mistake. They will be back, and they are going to compete again. Um, even uh, by the way, Carlos Gonzalez Cargo is at, as in Cleveland, a famous yes. uh, Rocky for many, many years. So he's made his debut. So you know, just pay attention. Some of these teams that are struggling, some of it's injury related. When you when you lose a top, f- arguably top five player in, in Francisco Lindor, um, and a really a, a very important piece of your team, he's back. So just just you know, keep paying attention. Um, and you'll see some positives come out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nope. Well, let's move over to the NL. Mm-hmm. Hot team in the NL, Matt, I'm going to start with you since I start with the
1: American. Yeah. League. Yeah. Well, I I uh I'm going to give it to the San Diego Padres. There you go. 7 and 3 in their last 10. Now they got a negative run differential, and you know, I'm not a big fan of that, but it's good to see a team who went out and spent some money on a player. I know Manny Machado was one of the, the two you know guys everybody wanted, but so many teams not spending on free agents and free agents still out there, like a Dallas Keuchel or a C- Craig Kimball It's good to see a team that went out and bought something, um, play well. So they've they've done a decent job, um, and they, they did lose two straight, but they're my hot team of the week, and it's good to see them at top of the standings over the Dodgers who have come out firing uh, yes. and quite. Quite a good start for uh Will Myers batting 295 for them, uh, former top prospect who is hopefully finding his footing this year, you know, for that team.
0: Yeah, he's uh, Myers has certainly had a couple up and down years since coming over to San Diego, always been kind of a fixture, but never had the breakout year that to put right. him into household name and, cate- category
1: and their uh, and their big time prospect, Fernando Tatis Jr., who's 20. Yes. Leading the team with five home runs and eleven RBIs, so it's good to see some of the young guys come up. Um, they definitely need some potential pitching help, help since their their number one ERA guy is at four point nine one. Well, we we talked about the preview; that was the expectation. Yep. Interesting, intriguing lineup and a very very str- young and potentially struggling pitching staff, and we're already seeing that.
0: Yeah, and and what's interesting too to point out is that Myers, Machado, and Tatis all have at least four home runs. So does Hunter Renfro. Friend Mil uh, Reyes does too. Then guys like Hosmer are struggling. Um, you got Austin Hedges, who's at the Mendoza line right now. He's you know, so it'll be really intriguing to see if Myers cools off at all. Hopefully not. I'd like to see him continue going. If Manuel Margo or Manuel, excuse me, if he gets. You know, if he, he continues to, to get on base as often as he does, um if if like you said before, water finds its level, and if some of these guys start to dip a little bit, will the guys that are struggling to start the season in their regular rotation, like an Ian Kinsler who's batting one sixty, will they start to figure it out? So it's a very, it's almost like a teeter totter. You got to just, you have to find that balance with them. And right now, it's working. They're they a first place team, um, and they're they're certainly figuring out how to do it when their pitching staff is letting up oh so many right. runs. But and yeah, think, you know, I
1: think I wanted to bring them up now because I'm not quite sure we'll be bringing them up again. Yeah, that's actually uh, this a really good point. Yeah, so shout out early, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, in that case shout out also to the Detroit Tigers but we're, we're over to the National League uh but I'm gonna go with for my team the Atlanta Braves who are seven and three in their last 10 games really coming on strong after you know getting swept by the Phils you know and they've now put themselves in, in a position where they're a half game behind the Mets they're tied with the Phillies in terms of overall record but Matt all these guys that we thought were going to have the incredible seasons that they could. Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, they're doing fantastically. Both are batting well into the 300s. Dick is doing great once again for Atlanta. Ronald Acuna absolutely tearing the shit out of the ball with five homers and 13 ribbies. Dansby Swanson, though, has got to be a guy that you have to be excited about. This is a guy who is supposed to be the next great shortstop in baseball and has kind of, you you know, been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He struggled. And he has four homers, 18 ribbies, batting 283, which, you know, for a shortstop, you'd like to see the uh, batting average up. But his on base percentage is 400 in in 15 games, which you can't be right. upset about at all there. Um, and they're pitching. I, I, I,
1: and I would tell you that 280, 283 number that you mentioned, I, I think in today's baseball right now, 283 is like batting like 300. You see so many guys between that 282 295 range and it's kind of like uh, that's not bad anymore. You know, honestly, with the specialization of bullpens late, mm-hmm. um, it's not and 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 we you know, guys trying to hit home runs over, you know, trying to always get on base. I think I think 283 is not something that I would frown upon anymore. I wish it was I wish the standard of excellence was a little higher but I think this game is going more towards hey you got a guy batting 285 that's like batting 300 10 15 years ago.
0: Oh yeah. Whoa, there went my voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, Atlanta's, Atlanta's absolutely doing what they need to do and you know this is this is sort of what we thought and that they could do. Some people thought maybe they were too that last year they you know, peaked a little too too soon in terms of their youth and maybe this would be a down year but you know their their vets are showing that that's not the case, and the young guys aren't either. And they've signed some big they've signed some big tickets. Albie's getting it, getting a nice little extension most recently, and I think right. Acuna's probably coming soon as well. Yeah, uh, you'd think the way that that these uh, extensions have been working along the way, but you know it's scary to see as a Phillies fan. But you know it's baseball. Baseball is, needs the Braves to be good for you know, extended periods of time. They can have down years, but then they need to come back at a certain point. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, do you want to take the cold team? Yeah, start off with the cold teams, bud. Okay. Probably, probably I would argue, even over the Red Sox and the Yankees, the most disappointing team right now in the majors, I think it has to be the Colorado Rockies. They're 10. my cold team, two and eight in their last ten. They've yes. Won the last two, but they were an eight game losing streak, negative twenty-nine run differential, barely any offense. They're 0 and five at home. Haven't won a baseball game at home yet. Ooh. Um, you know, Ooh. they they go out and they sign Nolan Arenado. Well, he's leading the team in batting average at two fifty four. That's not the new three hundred. Um no, this sir. team has gotten off to a very poor start very based on this offense not showing up yet we had talked in 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 the preseason about how we really expected this team with charlie blackman arenado trevor story ian desmond this is we thought this was gonna be a really really good baseball team i i was very high on them battling in in the uh i think we had them both to win the division i think we did as well because we thought the dodgers might fall back a little bit we didn't really love the other team's directions and here they are Already five and a half games back. Now it's a long season, as we've discussed, but it's just a very porous start for this this squad. Um, I wasn't expecting it, you know. They, yeah. they, but they've lost a lot of series. They have caught the Rays and the Dodgers, who were pretty hot, but they got almost almost got swept by the Gi- Giants in a four game series, which is pretty porous. And and these are blowout losses, some of them. So
0: yeah, and and you hit the nail on the head with it, where Nolan Arenado's batting. 254 and the team's batting just above the Mendoza line as a whole 204 that's 27th in the league meaning there's three teams worse than that right their pitching has been middle of the road which is what we came to what we've come to expect out of this team but when you know you're leading RBI guys or Arenado and Story at 10 you know you have to think especially at the ballpark they play out where the ball just flies that uh, they should be hitting the ball better. Right. Uh, like you mentioned, they haven't won a game at home yet. And I don't know. It, it's it's something that you hope that they start to turn around and figure it out. And I think this is another case of water will find its level because uh, when a guy like Charlie Blackman's batting 220, you know you know something's up because that guy normally can just absolutely hit the piss out of the ball, both for contact and for power. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's time to have the panic button out and ready to, to smash it, but – you really got to raise an eyebrow if you're a Rockies fan.
1: Yeah, I guess what I would say is this. The, things that, the thing that they thought they would do the best, which was hitting, they're not doing. No. And so sometimes that's not, I mean, that's not a bad thing. If they were smoking the ball but they were giving up hundreds of runs, okay, well, we know where the problem lies. It might not be fixable. But the expectation is these guys you will know, we'll go ahead and turn it around. The only problem with that is you don't want to fall too far behind a team Like the Dodgers, who I think are still the class—they're the only team in the division with a positive run differential—and we've got they're they're bouncing back big time with a ton of power. And you know, if Kershaw ever figures it out, (laughs) um, you know we'll see what happens. But I so they can't afford to fall too far behind an elite talent, talented team like the Dodgers.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Clayton Kershaw, uh, it's tough for me to figure to find a cold team of the week that's not the Marlins. <laughs> uh, or Colorado since you took them, so I'm going to go with the Dodgers, who have lost, who are actually now one two two in a row, but they lost six of the or six of the last ten games after starting at a blistering pace. Uh, they you know they've they cooled off just a little bit, but they're still second in batting average, second in total runs scored behind the Seattle Mariners. Um, you know, and their pitching's been okay. They just got Kershaw back last night, and yeah, and. Right. and yeah, and he looked great. <laughs> like, right, so you know, and he he didn't pick up a win or anything. He did go seven innings, which he'd only gone into the seventh, barely into the seventh inning in Double A. He didn't even make it into the seventh inning in Triple A. So, you know, yeah. ten K's in, into the, into the or through or six K's. Excuse me, I'm looking at Kenley Jansen right above him. Six K's through seven innings with a whip of of seven or point seven. Mm-hmm. You can you cannot be upset about that and and. You know, I guess what you got. You know, I guess to be negative, they they lost a home series against the Milwaukee Brewers, another team that are absolutely just tearing the cover off the ball. Um, and St. Louis is St. Louis has gotten after him a little bit too, uh, but you know they they took care of the, the Rockies in the season, at the series finale on Sunday. They have beaten the Reds four three last night. We'll see what they do tonight against Cincinnati. You would think they probably want to increase that run differential against Cincinnati, a team that. Can hit the ball, but their pitching's not so good. So I would expect to see this team turn it around pretty quickly uh, with the yep. schedule they yep. have ahead of them. But they do play the yeah. Brewers in Milwaukee this weekend, which is going to be really mm-hmm. intriguing to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, to your point, um, of course, I'll we'll come back. I think it's health for him. You know, can he stay healthy yeah. all year? Um, that's going to be a huge factor for this team, right, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, so – yeah, we mentioned, you know, the Marlins. Honorable mention to them. Um, no one else really is. It was terrible last week enough to be a cold team. I mean, the Reds. I mentioned them. They're four and six in the last ten, but that's good for them because they started off uh, one and four. So right, you know, good for you. Yeah, well, know, to we expected more games them there.
1: to be somewhat of a rebuild, although how Puig's putting seats in the uh, fans in the seats there, so that's always good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's also a baseball town, Cincinnati. They, they yep. enjoy it very much. So. Um, Apparently, their their MLS team has also become quite popular. I've heard that as, as well. As, uh, yeah, As an aside, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Let's go over to players. Let's start with the – I haven't actually named them by the original awards. The Roy Hobbs MVP of the week, the hot batter of the week, if you will. Matt, we'll start in the American League, and I'll kick things off. I am going to go with Austin Meadows. We talked about him a little bit. In the last week, he's hit four homers, 11 RBI. 12 hits, he's 12 for 22, over 500 batting. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. The guy is just doing everything for this team and really coming onto the scene strong for this Rays team that that really has something to prove.
1: Yeah, great choice. You know, you had already brought him up. I mean, I already mentioned him once uh, for the Rays, and I, I love that. I love that yep. pick. I, I'm going to go with a guy who is underratedly a, a great baseball player and doesn't get the love because of where he plays. That's Chris Davis over with Oakland. Um, yeah, Chris was the K Chris with a K he's been yeah. doing this for enough years. Last seven days. He's batting in five homers, 10 RBIs, um, including a throwing a double in there. This guy's just a power guy. Oh, um, one of the better in baseball so, Once again, just doesn't get that love. 10 R- 10 home runs this year, by the way, which I think if I'm correct, yeah, at leads, lead, leads baseball. Yep. Um, Typical, a, typical athletics find, uh, and uh, you know, like I said, this guy's been smoking it for a while. I uh, just got over two hundred career home runs. Uh, Thirty-one years old, so he's in the he's on the older side, but he doesn't he keeps producing. So I, I hope the Athletics can hang around, so people can actually watch this guy play more and more.
0: Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, they got close last year. They they made the playoffs. They they lost to the Yankees and everything. Um, it would be nice to see though them get into. Get into the playoffs, get into you know a full series, and not and not have to you know worry about that wild card game because I had to go to Yankee Stadium and you know, deal with all that stuff. And and it seems like the wild card game will will run through either New York or Boston. I think through New York So I picked the Red Sox and the American League East. But yeah, it, you know to your point. The you know, this is all uh, this is the Mike Trout argument of, of West Coast teams. It's just you don't get to see these guys that often, you don't hear their name as often, too, especially in years where the Red Sox and Yankees are good because right they just move the needle that well. They do, and yep. Chris, you know, Chris Davis has been doing it for a couple of years, he's certainly doing it at a better pace than he had been doing it in the last few years. Um, and I think that's something to be said. I mean, this is a guy, Matt, who struck who. Strikes out nearly 200 times a year. He struck out 175 times last year. He's only struck out 16 times this year in 18 games. Um, so now under a strikeout per game versus, you know, 20 more, 20 more per game of uh, the last couple years and nearly 200 in 2017. So, if he's, learned, if he's finding contact better, he has a better batting average than he has in his career. He's a two forty-eight career hitter. On-base percentage a little lower. He hasn't walked as much as he's thought. But, yeah, I mean, he's already at 10 homers in less than 20 games. He could try to set another career high like he did last year at 48. Um, you got to be – if you're an Oakland fan, he's got to be one of your shining stars, one of the reasons why you're glad that this team is is staying in Oakland.
1: Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you all the way. And um, like I said, I will always, always root for the Oakland Athletics.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd like them too. Life. I don't know if it's the white cleats, if it's Moneyball, you know, something
1: about them. They're I'm against like the white cleats, man. I got really good color. Yeah, the white cleats there. are pretty awesome. You. Right. I got to yeah. tell you. <laughs> they just look faster. Yes, they do. They look, yep. Ricky yeah. Henderson had a nice career there too. Is one of my. I don't, that's I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. a good
0: point. NL, NL hot players of the
1: week. Matt, who oh, are you going to go with your Roy I, Hobbs back? I'm taking the guy that I wish the Phillies had traded for a few years back. That's Christian Yelich, this guy. Yeah. It looks oh, like yeah. another MVP season. Um, <laughs> he's 27. You know, I, 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 yeah. I remember him coming out of – I would. you could argue, and I actually do, I think he's a better player than Mike Stanton. Oh, John yeah, yeah. absolutely Excuse is. me. Whoa, he my bad.
0: absolutely is. John
1: Carlos Stanton. Yeah, you can had, call him Mike. Uh, he doesn't want
0: to be called Mike, but you can call him Mike. Uh,
1: for the year he's batting 354 – Last seven days, three twenty, three home runs. He had three home runs in a game. Yeah, last um, night. Yep, this guy like single handedly fuels this Milwaukee team. Um, I think he's a hell of a baseball player. I'm always a fan of a guy whose batting average, who whose on base percentage is about point one more than his batting average, and, and he mm-hmm. is very close, uh, just a couple percentage points away. Yeah, he likes so, to he likes to walk.
0: He, yep. yeah i mean he can do it all he's a great yep. fielder Yep. definitely five tool kind of guy mm-hmm. he, qu- he was quoted in just saying i've never hit the ball this well he's, he's playing the best baseball of his life right now and obviously the second half tear that he went on last year and leading the brewers to the nl central title uh was humongous for them and you know when he needs to put the team on his back clearly he can with three homers last night uh yep. so you got to be happy with yelich and, and i think they this milwaukee team is certainly here to stay especially with the pace that the Cubs have started on. And I think that's going to fix itself. Uh, at least I hope, I hope Cubs versus the, the computer, Matt, if you're not familiar with the story, going to be yeah. a running theme of 2019. And and that should be, that'll, that'll be one part of the, the NL central, but the brew crew at the pace they're at is going to be something to really hold on to. I know their run differentials sub 500 because their pitching has been eh, to start. But when you got guys like Yelich leading the way uh, you, you know, who, Forget, you know, it's like it's almost like the Kansas City Chiefs. Forget defense. We got Patrick Mahomes,
1: right? (laughs) That's what Uh, I've been
0: calling Phillies games when they lose when they win like eight seven. And just it's like the Kansas City Chiefs, the the bullpen sucks, but we can score runs, except for actually last night they still scored seven runs. So, but we'll jump to them in a minute. My hot player, my hot batter, Roy Hobbs MVP of the week for the National League, I am gonna audible. I was gonna go with a different a different Milwaukee Brewer, but I'm going to go with a different former Marlin. I'm going to go with Marcelo Zuna. Uh, another guy that, that I thought that I thought the Phillies were going to trade for. There were heavy rumors that they were going to try to get him, but batting 400 in the last seven days, he's eight for 20. He has only one walk in that span. Uh, you would think with, tw- with 20 at bats, he might've had more. He sat a couple days, uh, but four homers, eight ribbies only struck out four times. He has a stolen base in there. Uh, He has been, everything is advertised in the year plus that he's been with the St. Louis Cardinals, a part of a team that I think also has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're a team that's had a lot of talk coming in. They're nine and seven to start the year. They have the best run differential in the NL Central and the third best in the National League. And, you know, it's, I think because of how hot the Brewers have been, because the Cubs haven't started out well, the stories for the Cardinals are just falling by the wayside.
1: Yeah, I. Well, the Brewers dominate them. Oh well, yeah. Well, no, Yelich dominates them. <laughs> yep. Let me be very specific. Yes,
0: yeah. that's actually a really good point. He's the first. He's the first player since Hank Aaron to homer in the first five games of the season against the Cardinals. I saw that today. How really? nuts is that? Yeah.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> or maybe it's five home runs in as many games. That might yeah. be that. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. That's, yeah. I mean much I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible, pretty incredible. yes,
0: but yeah, I mean, I think you know what ozuna can do, I mean, he's probably he's like that kind of player that that does everything for your team but isn't gonna be the big name, especially with Paul Goldschmidt there now, but yeah. he's certainly i mean, I don't know that many Cardinals fans, so if there is one listening, please let us know, um, you know, I think he's that guy that's gonna be a fan favorite and or probably already is. And it's just going to continue to mash the ball like this and be that, that integral piece to get everything out.
1: Right. And what is baseball without the Cardinals at the top of it? I mean, I mean, you know, I think everybody, myself included would like to see them battling back. They're one of the best organizations in baseball, uh, um, sports act probably in sports. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. And they're, you know, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. So, you know, good good for your good for Ozuna, good for the Cardinals that they're you know, they're hanging around there. Uh the Pirates, just quickly give them a shout out. They're still hanging in there. Uh another hot team of week candidate. They could have been their mm-hmm. pitching's been awesome, but their offense stinks. <laughs> but that's going but let's move over to pitchers. The Billy Chapel pitcher of the week. Greg, you want me to start? NL?
1: That's Matt, but uh you want you want no, to go Matt, uh. My bad. I'm whoops, giving
0: you a hard whoops, time. That's whoops. all right. That's all right. You haven't been, you've been on in a while. You gotta, I know. You give I know. I know.
1: That's why I'm not giving you a hard time. You want to start? You want to start? You said you want to start in the, in the National League?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can start. I can start the NL. All I'm right, going to go. go, go. I am going to go with, I mentioned this. I mentioned this team not having good pitching, but Luis Castillo for the Cincinnati Reds has been great in the last seven days. He's had two starts, 1-0. and ERA of 1.5. That is only two earned runs and two runs as well. A uh, whip of one, 15 strikeouts, wow. which ties another player who you might be picking for your for your NL pitcher uh, for close to the best in the National League. Um, it's just behind Noah Syndergaard, who had 16, but Syndergaard, like we've mentioned, has let up a lot of runs and is not pitching a ton of innings. So I you know, decided to go with Castillo here. Uh, that Reds team you know that they uh certainly have had, have their struggles but Castillo's been a guy kind of who does this he he is these good stretches and could be a guy like a Kevin Gosman coming out of out of the the Orioles going to the Braves uh, that could be a guy on the move that doesn't seem like it's that huge of a that huge of an acquisition but could make a ton of sense and pay a lot of dividends
1: yeah yeah I'm with you there I'm going to go with the guy i wanted to I wanted to choose him because you had mentioned that this team has actually done pretty well um that's chris Archer now he is gonna be suspended five yes. games but but his overall two two to a a two even e r a he's only one 0 um on the year but but you know last cup last three starts he went f- five six seven innings um zero three one and three earned runs I just want to give a shot this is a very good young pitcher uh came over from the Rays. And he's he's performed well for a team that that we don't think has a lot to go um I've been impressed though
0: yeah you know he's certainly been great and obviously he's he's probably close to to coming back um uh, if if I'm thinking correctly because the fight was over a week ago uh, I know he probably he appealed and everything I forget when it actually started but- yeah so
1: he, his suspension started Sunday.
0: It started Sunday. Okay, so he had, yeah, he, he basically appealed for a week. Yeah, right. so he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss a start this week. Yep. But no, that's a great pick. I mean, he definitely deserves a lot of shout out. Uh, shout now, outs who, there. Who do
1: you think I was gonna choose?
0: I thought you might pick Zach Greinke because he's had a couple. He's okay. had a couple good starts. Yeah, I, I considered
1: him, but I, like I said, it's yeah. it's easy to pick guys who you know have had that. I would like to pick maybe a, a guy maybe early, especially early in the season, guys who. Uh, I've done some good things,
0: so oh, I like it. I like right. it a lot. Uh, you want to start American League or do you want me to start? I can, I
1: do want to start American League, yes. All right, this is a guy who's uh, who should be traded because he's a waste of talent on the current his current roster, a uh, current team, and that's a, a really good pitcher. That well, I guess some people probably know of him, but Marcus Str- uh, Stroman up up on uh, Toronto, oh, yeah, good this, pick. This is a hell of a pitch, uh, it's a hell of a pitcher, 1, 1.99 ERA. Um, he is 0-3 on the year, which you wouldn't know from that ERA. And look at his last couple starts. I mean, I mean, he goes he goes deep into games and he doesn't give up a ton of runs. Um mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a shame that they're somewhat, like I said, somewhat wasting this uh this great pitcher up there. He's only twenty seven. You think he's got five to six more really good years, and we'll see if they can produce another team around him. Maybe we're good a couple years ago, but produce another team around him that can compete but he's mm-hmm. my pitcher of the week up in the air. Yeah,
0: I like it a lot. I'm going to go. I'm going to give a shout out to Garrett Cole. I t- okay. mentioned him a little bit, but I'm going to pick Brett Anderson. Of, All right. of The Oakland athletics. Yeah, because he had himself a pretty good week. Two starts one and oh, uh, went, Twelve and two thirds innings and in ERA sub three. He let up five earned runs. There was an unearned run in there as well. Talk a little bit about Oakland's defense. Uh but a whip of sub one and opponent's batting average of one ninety one. Uh Cole did come in lower on whip and opponent's batting average, but uh or let, let up a few more earned runs. Uh, Anderson, ground ball pitcher, does very well for himself. Very similar to an Arietta. so he lets up a few walks here and there, uh, but only a grand total of nine hits allowed. With those three walks, that's how the whip got close to one in nearly, 12, in nearly 13 innings. But, you know, a guy who we've talked about him a few times when we talk about the Oakland Athletics. He le- leads the charge there, and it's just another guy, probably even more so than Chris Davis, that you just are never really going to hear a ton about watching you know, live baseball coverage, national baseball coverage. Um, and you know, he deserves a little bit of love.
1: Yep. No, I'm with you. I love that. That's a great, that's a great choice. Like I said, as I already mentioned, it's also It's always nice to bring out somebody who may not get a lot of love as the season goes on. We'll see. Yeah. You know, do you have
0: any, yeah. sh- any shout outs for bullpen guys for this week?
1: <laughs> I'm so upset with although the Phillies bullpen actually has been better the last two days, but so upset the last couple of bullpens. I uh, no, I don't. Uh, to be honest yeah.
0: with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go through. Uh, just kind of put the the cherry on top of the the Houston Astros. Roberto Osuna in the last seven days is four for four with four Ks in less than in less than four innings. So he's had to been called on to really stop some of the bleeding. Uh, so give him give him some love there. Uh, you know, a lot of closers doing doing pretty well there, doing pretty well to start the year. Uh, like you mentioned, a little bit a little frustrating to see that of the Phillies, but correct. You know. It is what it is, but let's talk Pivetta, about our By Phils the way,
1: Pavetta, well, yes. Well, I, I'm sorry, I was going to quick update. Pavetta did get through the first inning. Um, he okay. ended up putting two men on, one on third with one out, got a double play ball, though. So that's a, that's a better start than I was thinking when I was watching the inning. Yeah, um,
0: a much better start than he's yep. had to start the year. Yep. And Matt, talk, you talked a little bit about the buzz surrounding the Phillies. What have your thoughts been on the start to the year for the Philadelphia Phillies?
1: Some of it's as I expected. Um, the offense has been there, not necessarily from the exact sources we thought it was going to be there from, mm-hmm. but overall there's been, there's been a decent amount of runs, a so very timely hitting. Um, and, and I think the starting pitching is other than Aaron Noah, who's off to a bad start has also been what I thought with guys like Pavetta struggling, Arietta's not there right now. Um, Velasquez, since he's, he's gotten a couple starts has been good. Uh, F1's been up and down bullpen has been all over the place and they, they have issues going on everywhere. Dave Robinson back on the DL. Um, so the buzz is there because of the big names in the lineup, but I don't know, but I'm, I'm actually not surprised by their current state. They're not at, I mean, they're not awful. They're just not blowing everything away. So yeah.
0: Yeah, the offense do, does does pretty well, and they can score runs in bunches. Um, and you know, I'm going to keep saying it every week: the bullpen is is the, you know, the main crux of this team of uh, how they're going to do, and they've been impressive over the last couple of days. Have- Obviously, they had the 14 inning game against Miami on Sunday. They had an 11 inning game against the Mets last night, and we saw what happened last week when the bullpen had a, you know they've been used a ton in Aaron Aranova- Aaronola's now second most recent start against the Washington Nationals where Gabe Kapler had a choice to make of keeping in Aaron Nola for the seventh on a cold, windy night. Decided to keep him in, let up two home runs, and then all of a sudden it goes from a 6-1 game to 6-5 and we're a strike away from winning the game. But because you use your late-inning guys who have started to find their way, Sir Anthony, David Robertson was looking like he was before he got hurt. Pat Nishak's been great out of the gate Um, and even at times Hector nearest has looked okay. Although I don't like him pitching as late into the games as, as, uh, Gabe has been using him. I'm fine with him as like a seventh inning dude, but they still blow it because those guys just weren't available. Uh, in fact, actually nearest had been used earlier in the game and they, and they brought in different pitchers to try to close this thing out. Um, I mean, in that case, just use nearest as the closer, but yeah, I think, but offensively, you, you gotta be excited about what the Phillies are doing. You've, you've seen a couple struggle of games, where they where they haven't been absolutely electric uh, the day after that, that game against the against or where they blew the game, the NOLA start against the nationals. They lost 15 to one. Uh, that was when that was when Jared and I recorded last week's episode, Uh really bad night there. They exploded their first game of Miami. Uh, and then, then Saturday, another, another power outage, but they actually were able to scrap together a few runs late in that game against that Miami okay. Marlins bullpen. Um, and then, winning, winning only three, one, you know, it's a bummer to see, but you know, they, they certainly are, are figuring it out here and there. And, and this team really does have a lot of guts and grit to be able to claw themselves out of these situations.
1: Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And interesting lineup tonight, by the way, we'll have Scott Kingery at third. Yes. McCall Franco at first with a wild looking glove uh, and Aaron Altero will get the start in center field. Yes. Uh, and her, uh, her, um, um, sorry, her, Herrera, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had a moment there. Herrera will. Uh, so Mudo's batting fifth, uh, fourth, and then actually Kingery will bat fifth. They want to keep yeah, that it's bottom interesting, of interesting. together.
0: It's really interesting that they that they're doing that. I mean, it's nice that they're experimenting with Kingery at third. Yeah. Uh, we saw Reese hobble off, but he still played the rest of the game uh, with with after sliding into second base last night with an ankle. Yeah. If it seems like a minor ankle sprain. I think he's just getting a night off for precautionary yeah. measures. There's nothing that really is. I think over the moon, yeah. but we, certainly we something
1: we had discussed the fact this team has like no bench. Yeah. Kingery is their only backup infielder. Nappets catcher. Alteron and Williams in, in the outfield. That's that's it. I mean, there's nobody else. You know, for them to them to have. So it's an interesting. Um, it's early. I mean, we're they're going to bring they're going to have yeah. other guys at some point. They may even bring an a bat in. Um, but it's an interesting uh, grouping right now. By the way, update: McCutcheon got on base with what I believe was an error. C- Segura just hit a double, uh, and then Harper is up second and third, no outs in the bottom of the first. So, all right, all right, might we'll be see. a decent might be a decent start for the Phils tonight against Matt. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with there. I mean, obviously they they started to get to Thor a little bit. We'll talk and. In- Few moments about the possibility of a banned substance um, on his glove, but yeah, Matt. Any, any other thoughts that you have on the the fills? No, though?
1: we'll get into some of the stuff that we saw at the ballpark park too. We get to some of our uh, end segments, if you will. So, yep. no, I. Uh, that's what I got. Now it's too. Once again, it's still too early to completely pass judgment on everything here. So enjoy the early season and wait for that. I can't wait after last night for that warm weather.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's been it's been. So nuts about how this weather (laughs) weeknight games have been terrible. Weekend games have been awesome. I guess that's good because the weekends are nice and the weekdays suck weather wise. But, you know, if you're going to a baseball game, uh, it's not not a ton of fun there. Uh, But, yeah, let's let's jump into some of those those fan favorite sections. But before we do that, Matt, I think you should talk to our fans about our friends over at Schneckbook.
1: Well, I mean, it's a great time. We just talked about how busy the season is. You know, if you would put if you had given us if you had given Schneckbook a call, jumped online, sent him a carrier pigeon about the Masters, you put money you put money on, put money on Tiger, Sagan. Game of the, Yeah, I guess a Raven. Send a Raven. Send a Raven. Yes. You know, you missed out on making some money through Schneckbook on the Masters. But you still you still can jump in now. We got plenty of baseball on. You got the NBA on. You've got the NHL playoffs. But well, Schneckbook doesn't do a lot in the NHL playoffs. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So we're working on them open yeah. that, that give him that, a nudge. Yeah. yeah, but he is all about you diving into the NBA right now, in particular putting money down on the Sixers and how often Ben Simmons gets booed per per quarter. And so if you want to jump in on that, take a look.
0: Yeah, the prop bets that are on Schneckbook are absolutely insane. I mean the boo count Logan has these crazy algorithms that he's written to get Everything down to a T. If I'm up in section 203 with Emily seats, he hears it and he mar- marks this stuff down. It's incredible what he does. If he doesn't, if he, if he's offering something, you better take it because it's probably going to be the best offer out there. And Matt, what is the code that our listeners need when they go to Schneckbook?
1: book? The code right now. And once again, I mean, these change, so don't always, uh, don't always hold us to it. But right now what we're looking for is once again, we're going to go back to a fan favorite ravaged. R-A-V-A-G-E-D, ravaged just like the Brooklyn Nets are going to be moving forward.
0: Or the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are losing uh, 2-0 they, are game they 2 nothing in down They might get swept. A little hockey talk quick. Uh, the three of us were dead wrong on our picks of that. Actually, I think Jared might have had the, uh, the Blue Jackets winning, but he had them in seven. He didn't have them sweeping. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's get to the fan favorite segments, Matt. It was your first time at the ballpark. Let's do some stadium snacks. What did you think of the food uh, your first time here in 2019?
1: Well, you know what? It, when you go back to the ballpark, for me the first time of the year, I had to dive right into a fan favorite. Uh, I'm a big Italian saucer with the peppers and onions. was fa- as fantastic as expected. Did get all over my jeans, but other than that, it was fantastic. Um, so a big, big fan, big fan. and and, uh, our, and our friend Joe went back to the old school peanuts. Oh, yeah. Which is always nice as well. So just a traditional stadium snack, a return of the classic, which was, which is just always so good.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And we got to check out pass and stow for the first time, the new bar that was we built did. to replace McFadden's. They split it in half. Half is now a shake shack. The other half is a bar within the stadium. So you can go in and out of it as you please. Uh, Matt, I, I hadn't been there either. I actually really enjoyed it. It was a cool aesthetic. We got to watch the st- Sixers game as well as the Phillies because of how cold and windy it was. Uh, I kept doing my scorecard, but also got to watch the Sixers dominate the Brooklyn Nets on Monday night. Um, And they kept serving, they kept serving beer into the extra innings, So you can't be too upset about that.
1: That was very nice. So very good vibe in there. Very good vibe. Seems like a good place. Love to go out to the beer garden outside when it's a little warmer, Uh, but a very, very well-deserved facelift. Not nothing against McFadden's as the establishment, just more so you know, need the interior needed to be re-upped and, and this place is great. That scoreboard behind the bar, the old school was, yeah, the flipboard.
0: The flipboard was fun. Was pretty that awesome. Fun.
1: Big feeling, you- mirror. And by the way, speaking of the flipboard, it will be flipping a lot right now. After the bases were loaded by Parper getting hit by a pitch, JT Willamoto hit one to the wall, uh, scored two, and then on the first, very first pit pitch, Scotty Jetpacks blasted one into the seats. Kingery for dingery, five. baby. Yep. So five nothing lead with no outs in the bottom of the first. Incredible. Uh, that Incredible. Is what you
0: love to see if you are a Phillies fan. Yeah, but but the one part for the stadium snacks I want to just touch on. Uh went to Dollar Dog Night last week. I think I talked about it a little bit with Jared, but went there. Matt, Dollar Dog Night, always, always a great time. Oh very excited to go to more as the season goes.
1: It's one of the great. It's one of the greatest Amer- uh, sport, American sport traditions. Dollar dog, right? oh, yeah. and, and specifically, they really only do it here. But specifically, baseball. I mean, I oh, mean, yeah. without a doubt. Yep. No, they do.
0: They do the Flyers and the Sixers.
1: They do, but but I but I think yeah. it. I think it really, it it's really the best at a baseball game. It makes the most yeah. Sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, because
0: like the nice thing. The thing about a hot dog is it's. I don't. There's no science backing this, and I don't know how there would be. But it's better to eat a hot dog or an Italian sausage or you know these these bunned uh, foods because I don't want to piss off people by saying a sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's better to eat them standing up. I feel like and you know it's not baseball. You can walk around. Yep, hot dog in one hand. Watch the, you still watch the game because the house is in Bank Park, so open. Mm-hmm. The Wells Fargo Center. They started opening it up a little bit and they might do more this year, or this summer. But yeah, you, there's something about it. Something about a hot dog or Italian sausage, cold beer. Uh, not last night. We. I wish i had gloves to hold my fucking my my uh, spike no, I, I, I needed to so bring weird. a what's
1: a card. I needed to bring a uh, a koozie. Koozie. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they let you practically bring in anything into Citizens Bank Park comparatively to the other two. You can bring in water if you want to. Yeah,
1: that's I know, but yeah. I it's a shame I couldn't find any they were selling. Sometimes you can, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, you you bought a blanket in the middle of the game, so they got they got a lot of merch out there. Well, you got any? You got any uh, bleacher creatures? Any good stories for for us from the road? We can just insert it in here.
1: I mean, nothing, nothing yet. Last night was just too cold. I did, I did, I did get to see uh, somebody uh, completely under a blanket. Not even their face was available yesterday, yeah. um, which is pretty funny. But no, we'll, we'll get. To, there's some going to be some great ones in the section that uh, I'm lucky enough to get tickets to every once in a while uh, down low. There's usually a, a very intoxicated man with the same Philly shirt on. So we'll see if he returns. Um, but uh, that right now, that's that's. I don't have any good stories. It's just everyone's too cold. No one wants to do anything.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I I didn't find any good ones this week. But let's do. Let's quickly talk about Noah Syndergaard and his glove. Uh, it's come out that there might have been a foreign substance on his on his glove, and that he might have been affecting his slider, sinker. Um, until more comes out, I don't want to you know be you know have the have the you know the, light the torches and, and start the witch hunt because who who the hell knows what it is? I mean, um. Who, who was on the Red Sox last year that, that people thought he was doing that and they proved it was nothing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so who knows? I mean, Matt, what, what's your takeaway from this story?
1: Well, you know, I, I we, we did kind of hit him around. Um, so I don't know how much of it really affected his ability to pitch. Uh, I will also say that Bryce Harper says he's in favor of using a substance when it's too cold for pitchers because he doesn't want to get hit. Somewhat yeah. of a sarcastic joke. Uh, but he was perfectly okay with it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, um, in last night, you saw it a lot. There was a number of errors, a number of yep. pass balls from a normally s- solid JT Real Muto. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not here advocating one way or the other. Um, but yeah, it was, it's definitely a weird story coming out of last night's game of mm-hmm. a game that, that, like you said, we we got five runs on him within by the fifth inning. So right. it's not like he was just completely shutting us down, and it's not as as wildly obnoxious as Michael Pineda. Remember that a couple of years ago right, when I he, had, that. Yep. he had all the he just had it on his on his neck and was blatantly grabbing it and, yeah, and gripping the baseball. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Not to be overly homeristic to to the arch rival <laughs> Nets. but yeah, you know, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how this thing comes out. Um, it
1: will
0: anything else? Any other good stories? That we need oh, to talk about.
1: That's what I got. I will let you know that. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a massacre. uh Three run shot by Mikel Franco. There's still no outs in the inning. It's eight. I love that he's Phillies. still batting
0: eighth. I know. They I had, know. He's he now has six home runs on the year. The Phillies franchise record is 14 from the eight hole, and I think the Major League Baseball record is like 18.
1: Yep, that was a let's 420 know, yard blast directly, almost uh, into the grass, almost a direct center field shot. The nice. Mets, the Mets catcher, I mean, uh, shortstop Rosario, I believe, has two errors now.
0: That's insane.
1: <laughs> so that's oh not my, a great start no, for him.
0: The pitcher is coming up, and there are no outs.
1: No outs. Uh, no let's outs. Let's see
0: what Pavetta does, though. This will be a really. This will be a good test for him. Of. How does he pitch with an eight-run lead? Yep. Can he does it give him the confidence to kind of figure some stuff out and, amazing, and really get it going?
1: Amazing, uh, amazing how baseball works. So uh, Matts only has four earned, uh, uh, six earned runs. Excuse me now against him because two are considered yeah. unearned because of the airs. But once again, I mean, he's clearly not. They're already bringing in a reliever. He clearly doesn't have it tonight at wow. all. So we'll see what happens. And there's a chance somebody else might be injured, but I'm not sure yet. He looks bad. I don't know. Uh, one of the outfitters, I couldn't see, was on the edge of my screen, was oh. was kneeling down and people were running over to him, but I'm not sure exactly what's going on yet.
0: All right, well, let's, let's go both check this out and wrap this thing up. Thank yeah. you so much for listening, everybody. Matt, thank you for jumping on. Excited to have you back. Excited that you're back stateside. Uh, congratulations <laughs> once again. Uh, I know it's going to be a fun, fun time.
1: To uh, celebrate oh. you guys throughout the throughout this process, of course, of uh, course, and I, I'm looking to celebrate some more Phillies games like this. You know, oh, get, yeah. down, oh, get down, get oh, down to yeah. a game. If you if you haven't gone, get down to a game. If Phillies coming to town, go and watch. They've the Phillies got- have watched
0: six games. And I've I've seen three of the losses. Uh, I'm one in three right now.
1: Wow, right, you we need to you need to pick it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. But I um, had a good I had a good first win and. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know we'll see how it goes. I guess uh, I'm going. To, I'm going to wen- Wednesday, uh, so that should be a lot of fun. But that's gotcha. gonna do it for us. Make sure, like I said at the top of the show, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin. Search the bullpen cart. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Jordo nine for me. Matt Stefano twenty one for Matty D an Instagram and Facebook, Thunderbug Sports, just like the website, ThunderbugSports.com. And for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Fills.